As David's already mentioned, my name's David Armstrong, and I'm one of the elders here. And we're tonight continuing our series at Church of Prayer, looking at these but now phrases in, in the Bible. And uh, last month, we looked at Ephesians 2.13, but now, in Christ Jesus, you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Well, tonight we're looking at Philemon verse 11. Philemon is a tiny little letter. It's in your Bibles on page, I think it's 1200. It's just before Hebrews. And this is Philemon verse 11. It says, Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has, been, he has become useful both to you and to me. Well, I'm guessing that verse is not a verse anybody has got stuck under fridge or underlined in their Bibles as a meaningful, significant verse in their life that they go to for encouragement and help. It is it's a bit of an odd verse. In fact, some Bible translators put this verse in brackets as if it's just a little detail that's not really that important. Well, if we believe that the Bible, uh, God's Word, uh, all of Scripture is useful for teaching and rebuking, correcting, and training righteousness, then we ought to take Philemon in verse 11 seriously. And it has something to say to us about our, our, our spiritual walk and our love for God. And I think, it, I think I'm going to give you this phrase, and hopefully it will capture or at least help you uh, think about what this verse might have to say to us. I think this verse has got something to say to us about the gospel. It says, the gospel makes, the, the gospel makes us useful, but often not in the ways we would choose. If you're not familiar with this letter, what you need to know is that Paul is writing to a good friend, Philemon. Philemon is a wealthy, rich man. Uh, he's got uh, a large home, probably lots of slaves, staff, and he's a good friend of Paul's. In fact, he's partnership with Paul over many years for the sake of the gospel. And Philemon has a slave called on Onesimus. And Onesimus has, has deserted Philemon. He has run away in search of freedom, and possibly he has, he has defrauded his master. And so, so Onesimus has found himself in, in a very tight spot. In fact, it's a desperate situation for Onesimus because uh, it looks like um, he, it, he's got no means of survival. And so possibly he has known about Paul through his master Philemon, and somehow, we don't know how, but they've connected, and, and Paul is, is, has, has met Onesimus. And it's no surprise, Paul shares the gospel with Onesimus, and Onesimus becomes a Christian. And we know that from this letter because of the, the, the terms that Paul uses to, to describe and, and, and what, how he calls Onesimus. Verse 10, he calls Onesimus my son. And verse 16, he says, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother, as he tries, as he, as he pleads for Philemon to take Onesimus back. Uh, Onesimus has heard the gospel, he's been transformed, and he's now part of, of, the, of, of God's family. And so Philemon no longer has a slave, but has a brother. And verse 11 highlights for us the fruit of this conversion. For Paul sees this, this one slave who was useless is now useful both to Philemon and to himself. In fact, Onesimus' name means useful. So you could say Onesimus now lives up to his name. 
Well, let me just pause there for a moment. Here as an Esmus, he's found him in a devastated, he's out of his own actions, he's got himself in a very sticky spot. Uh, he, he, is, he is stuck and he's struggling for survival. And he finds the gospel and he is saved. And not only is he saved from the situation, he's brought into this, this family. His master becomes his brother. Paul becomes his father. It is a remarkable situation. And so I, I guess some of us tonight here may have uh, maybe in a spot like that. We may be thinking to ourselves, I've done things that would never uh, endear me to, to God. Uh, you may be a Christian thinking, there are things that I've done, possibly in the past or possibly now, that would render me useless to God. Well, Esther says to us, no, 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 no. Uh, the gospel changes us. It transforms us. And it makes us useful for God. I think, that's, I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing that Onesimus, who once was useless, is now useful both for, for Philemon and for Paul. Now, the question we've got to ask is, how is Onesimus useful? Is it the fact that he now can return to Philemon and he can carry on his duties, wash the car or uh, do the shopping, look after the garden, whatever, whatever a slave did then, is that, is that, is that the, the extent of of uh, Onesimus' usefulness. Well, I think it's more than that, um, because, because verse 11 says he's useful both to Philemon and to Paul. And I think in this letter there's some clues. Um, at the start of this letter, um, Paul uh, writes to, he thanks Philemon. Uh, he thanks Philemon in verse 7, your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. Paul is, Paul is trying to communicate to Philemon how he's been useful to him. Philemon has encouraged him. He has, he's refreshed his, his, his heart. Uh, in the middle of the letter, we learn that Paul's values and Esmer's usefulness in the same way as he values Philemon. See verse 13. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me, that's Philemon, while I'm in chains for the gospel. I think Paul has discovered that, Philemon, uh, that Onesimus is not just useful in terms of doing things and providing, but that he is, he is, he is he's good at refreshing the hearts of the saints. Uh, this theme continues at the end of this letter, verse 20. Uh, Paul returns to, to Philemon. He says, I, I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. What Paul sees is important and values most in his friendships, uh, particularly with Philemon and Onesimus, is this idea of refreshing the heart. And I think it's this idea of being energized and, and, and this quality of serving and blessing. Um, and Paul values these, sees these both men as men who have come to be uh, who have come to energize him in ministry, who have come to serve and who bless him. And that's what he sees as useful. And so, um, I want us to encourage this church, let's pray that we'd be useful to one another. Um, we're possibly at the end of this month, as a church, going to decide to do some big things, some hard things, whether it's church planting, um, going to two services. And we're going to need saints who are going to be good at blessing and serving us, energizing us, encouraging us and refreshing us in spirit. It's so vital for ministry. Paul is stuck in prison. How, how demoralizing that must be, how frustrating it must be 
But here comes Onesimus along, comes to the Lord Jesus, and comes to be a man who refreshes his spirit and comes to be, he's so valued, Onesimus is so valued by Paul that Paul sees him as a son. Uh, the last thing, Onesimus is useful, is useful, but not in the way that possibly he would have chosen. Onesimus has deserted his slave master, and for therefore to return, often slave masters would have dealt with them very harshly, maybe even death. And that's part of the reason why, why Paul is writing to Philemon, to, 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 con, to convince him to take him back, not as a, a slave, but as a brother. And I think Onesimus would have rather stayed with Paul. He would rather stayed serving Paul in a, in, a, in a ministry that he seems to have found fulfilling and satisfying. But God would have it a different way. God is sending Onesimus back to Philemon and to the church there that meets in his home, that he might be a blessing. Um, so let's pray together tonight. Let's pray that in those, those in desperate situations of their own making would find the good news of the gospel. Let's pray that as a church, we would know ways in which we can bless and serve others, that we can energize one another in ministry. And let's pray that we'd be open to ways in which God can use us for the sake of the gospel, maybe ways that we've not considered or we would have not chosen. Let's, be, let's pray that we'd be open to those things. So let's do that now.